0: Welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Infidelity, lies or broken promises can severely damage the trust between partners. Does this mean that a relationship can't be salvaged? If trust is broken, can it ever be restored in marriage? Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast. I'm Joe and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect 2 podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication, conflict, intimacy, and so much more. We hope you'll keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper, and stronger in your marriage. Today, we continue to talk about the topic of building trust, uh, especially, you know, how we can rebuild it so that we can have a trusting relationship in our marriage for that is for life. Uh, we have again back with us uh, Nam Sing and his wife Sog Mian, who have been married uh, this year, counting 35 years. And they have two adult daughters and they are actually proud grandparents of three. They are also founders of an organization called Bridging Hearts, which caters to marriage, you know, helping really married couples build strong relationships. Um, They mentor couples, they train marriage mentors to mentor other couples. And so we want to warmly welcome both of them again.
1: Hi,
2: good to be back.
0: Whoa, there's a lot to talk about because, you know, trust, uh, as we talked about in episode one, is such a delicate thing. And it's probably easier to break
1: trust than to build trust. (laughs) (laughs) And today
0: we're going to talk about what happens when trust is broken and how do we rebuild it. Uh, Marriage expert Tim Lott actually wrote that there are three aspects to a successful marriage Communication, respect, mm. and trust. And he actually called trust the hardest of all. Uh, since, you know, as we will probably have experienced it sometime in our life, uh, anyone who's been let down will tend to struggle to trust someone in future. But of course, you know, when trust is broken in a marriage, you... Can't really say I'm not going to trust my spouse anymore uh, because we do want yeah. to be, you know, live happily ever after and still to be together. So how do we uh, begin to restore and renew the process of trust in marriage? And is it actually possible? So I hope from the last episode, you know, with all the practical tips that uh, Nam Seng and Sokmin left with us, you have started on that one thing that you talked about that you can uh, work on in your marriage to proactively intentionally and uh, I remember they say also consistently invest in that bank account of trust and keep building on it but today uh, maybe we can really t- talk about what happens when there is that breach of trust. Wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, what does that look like? Have, uh, maybe share with yeah. us your experiences yeah. perhaps maybe, not your personal but you know <laughs> or maybe even your personal experiences.
2: Maybe before we start is that we need to know that the couple who got married They marry each other because they love each other and they want to trust each other. And in our marital journey, when trust is broken, it's unlike building trust whereby it's intentional. When trust is broken, mistrust is not something that you intentionally Mm. bring in. It's not something that you want to happen in your marriage. So before trust can be rebuilt, the couple must first recover from the discovery of the breach of trust, they need to recover from that first, whatever the breach is, and these breaches can be in the area of finance, for example, financial debts. We have met couples where one spouse is unaware of the debt the other spouse has accumulated, and it's really a breach. And verbal or emotional abuse. Mm. They thought that they married this person, you know, it's not going to abuse them, it's going to love them, but when. Emotional abuse comes in Hashed or words, harsh yeah. words, yeah. verbal abuse comes in. Trust is again broken. Oh. Some are gambling oh. or pornography addiction oh. or extramarital affair. I mean, there are so many things that can break it's the like trust. Like
0: the skeletons in the closet. Yeah, skeletons in the closet <laughs> as well. You know?
2: And usually knowledge of the breach brings about a lot of pain and hurts and even cases trauma. Mm. And contrary to what most of us think, not just the betrayed, but the betrayer also needs to recover from the pain. Mm. Both the one who is betrayed and the betrayer, I think both of them needs their recovery.
0: But what does this recovery look like? Because I mean, we hear this common cliche, right? <laughs> forgive yeah, and forget. Yeah. You know, as if like we can just forget.
2: <laughs> Maybe some people talk about forgive or forget, but, <laughs> but recovery takes time, you know, and can be very challenging because of the intense emotions involved. Mm. But it is critical and necessary. And very often, when it is critical and intense, right, you will really need external help. Someone to be able to walk you through the external support can be a professional counsellor or the couple's marriage mentor. Someone whom they can talk to and guide them through this difficult season of rebuilding. Mm -hmm. And some may even need professional medical help for the recovery in their mm. trauma, and then there's no shame in getting help. Mm. I think this is something that all of us need to overcome. It really takes a community to build a strong and vibrant marriage, and therefore there's no shame in it. So I just want to encourage couple. I mean, if you are really in it, seek help early. Mm. Approach somebody. Come to focus on the family. Get help. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. to we have
0: counseling here.
2: <laughs> yes, mm. to get someone to walk you through.
0: Mm.
1: There's no
2: shame in that. The thing is that don't do this alone. Reach out, get help.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, to
2: walk through
0: this. That's a really good one because I think it, uh, oftentimes when there's a, a breach of trust, right, or a feeling of betrayal, mm. uh, you always feel that you're alone,
1: That's and right. that it's like this uh, shroud of secrecy, and you have to keep this to yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it's
2: yeah.
1: You you can't bear it alone. That's why because we also find that sometimes when they're in this, couples start to make decisions, you know. And sometimes these decisions uh, can be rash.
2: Yeah, yeah, they can make things worse. Yes, yeah. that's
1: right. Yeah. And it can be the wrong decision. That's why what Nam Seng shared is so important. Reach out, get help. Joe was asking, what's recovery? <laughs> if you're in this and you go to someone for help, they want to help you straight away move forward exactly like what you say oh you have to forgive and then let's look towards the future forgive and and forget (laughs) but you cannot because the couple has experienced actually trauma basically Um, they've been hit right yes so we don't just ask them to move forward so the recovery means that we give them time to be in this state of pain and hurt but mm. not just allowing them to just do it on their own, but perhaps with someone else. Mm. So I would suggest some pointers to guide the couple. I just want to add, Nam Seng already mentioned just now that this breach of trust can be in different areas. Mm. But I think these pointers can still help. For the betrayed, know that you may be experiencing what we call grief. Mm. Because after mm. this episode, this discovery is like you lost your spouse. You've lost that dream of uh, loving marriage, mm. you know. Who's this person that I married? Yeah. <laughs> your yes. ideals
2: has been shattered. Mm.
1: So what you're going through is grief. Yeah. Mm. So you need to give yourself time to grieve. Mm. So acknowledge. I think the, the very important thing is acknowledge how you're feeling. Even let your spouse know your pain, your the shock, the hurt, the anger you're experiencing. You want to make sense of what has happened so you will have... Tons of questions (laughs) in your mind. It's difficult uh, to be calm, Mm -hmm. but give yourself time to ask your spouse Mm -hmm. these questions because you Mm -hmm. need to make sense of what has happened. Ask your spouse all these questions that you have. And very importantly, take care of your mental health because Mm -hmm. the constant ruminations are not going to help you. If you find yourself spiraling downwards in despair and helplessness, Mm -hmm. see a counsellor. Then the next step, we come to this very difficult step, (laughs) is to work towards forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Recovery can only happen when you can let go. Moving forward can only happen if you let go. So maybe Namsen can explain what forgiveness is afterwards. But I think (laughs) the next step is to forgive. Work towards forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not to just forgive. Then what about the betrayer? I mean, if this marriage is what they want to protect and to restore, Mm -hmm. then he has to stop the wrong that he has committed. Mm -hmm. Stop whatever wrong that he has committed, get help, if it mm. involves dealing with your personal issues like anger management, addictions, gambling. Then, yeah, mm. like gambling, yeah. pornography, yeah. even yeah. sex addiction, get help for yourself. Then, okay, the difficult part. To be willing to be honest, to answer the questions that your spouse has. Mm. To practice full disclosure. Mm. Now, actually, this is supported by research yeah. that mm. it will help. So practice full disclosure and transparency so that you can restore your spouse's faith in you. Because if you continue to hide, how, yeah, can, yeah. how can you rebuild, <laughs> right? So True. so practice full disclosure and mm. transparency. The next thing, express your remorse and sincerely apologise for the wrong you have done. Take mm. responsibility. Mm. I just want to warn you that you may have to do this over and over again, yeah. to apologise over and over again. Do not defend yourself for what you have done or worse still, Blame your spouse. We have seen couples like that. It's because you make me become (laughs) who I am. Because (laughs) you don't meet my needs, so I go outside. Mm. Yeah, so they blame the spouse. Mm. Oh, that's the worst thing you can do. So show empathy instead of getting offended by your spouse's constant questioning and Mm. emotional meltdown. So how do I show empathy? How can you show empathy? It's like, tell your spouse, I know you're hurting. What can I do to make you feel better? So know that you too need help. need the support yeah. yeah. to do this. It's not going to be easy. So if you find that you cannot cope with this emotionally, yeah, you also need to seek external help.
2: Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet, navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash c2marriageprep for more information today. Actually, one of the things that as we work with couples, we also realise that usually prior to the trust being broken, right, one of the spouse is already hiding and avoiding. Therefore also important that during the recovery process, both of them uh, must identify the needs that are not met. Because there's some needs that are not met, and then because they couldn't articulate it, couldn't say it for whatever reasons, they begin to look outside, externally, you know, mm. for their needs to be met, and then this causes a betrayer to seek other sources, right, to meet his or her needs, and then mm. usually before this whole thing blows up, things are already happening. So yeah. it is not as if it's it not it,
1: like overnight. Yeah, yeah it is not suddenly. Like just
2: all oh, once suddenly, and then yeah. just, suddenly it happens.
1: So just now we were talking actually just the recovery. We're not even talking about yeah. <laughs> building trust.
2: Yeah, we're just talking about getting, the getting recovery Getting yourself
1: you know. well, you know, back as yeah.
0: I already feel the pain yes.
2: <laughs> That's why it is so important that we don't put aside or neglect or minimize the mm. recovery process mm. Because recovery process helps you, like antibiotic, you know, to prevent you from having another uh, right. episode down right. the road So the recovery is important I mean, if you want to whitewash over it and move Mm. on, you are actually seeding something that will again, you have to sow. Recur later. You'll recur again later stage.
1: Because we realise that couples, they want to move forward. And sometimes they decide that, okay, I will choose to to forgive. Yeah, Yeah, I'll choose to (laughs) forgive. And then let's put this behind us and we move forward. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to help you.
2: Forgive does not necessarily mean that you forget. And women have amazing memories. (laughs)
1: <laughs> they can in.
2: remember hurts uh, that are twenty years ago, thirty years ago. We have worked with senior couples who are in their sixties, in their seventies, uh, and then the lady
1: is able to remember. Recall the, incidents. Yeah, reconsider before incident. they were married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, recall oh.
0: think, historical rather than hysterical. <laughs> mm. And the
2: husband will just give a blank stare, wondering what happened. You know. They, sometimes they got oh, no. Did rec- this ever happen? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's true. Exactly. It's true. Although my husband will probably say that in our marriage is the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the forgetful one. <laughs> yeah. But just as I don't remember the bad sometimes I don't remember the good <laughs> Then it becomes a breach of trust because you know it becomes a conversation like I will say something like, did I watch this movie with you? Then he will no, never.
1: Who, Who did this? you go with? <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> I think uh, still on this topic of forgiveness, what is important to know that forgiveness is not that you condone yeah. the wrong behaviour. Mm. It, it, in fact, it's acknowledging it and then accepting that apology and then letting go. And I think Nam Seng is always telling me that forgiveness is not a feeling. It's an yeah. action word. Yeah. <laughs> you, you choose to forgive. You choose to let
2: yeah, that offender cool. go. My forgiveness uh, that I went through, it is not so much with someone but with somebody else. You know, so sometimes when I recall the incidents, the things that happened, you know, the anger just swell up. But I have to tell myself, I want to make a choice. I want, I will choose to forgive. When over time, it becomes less intense. So sometimes you can't forget. Forgiveness is like, it's not forgetting. It's definitely not because you remember it. But when you forgive, you remember the incident differently. It no longer has a strong emotional grip on you. And as time mm. go by, you realize that emotional tension and the negativity, the hurt, that it so becomes less so intense. Mm. And when choose to forgive, it's not pretending that it has never happened. It happened. That mm. is why the recovery process, I mean, between the husband and the wife, it becomes so important because you cannot just pretend that it has never happened. Mm-hmm. And it's not condoning your spouse's wrong behavior. Sometimes a <laughs> couple, it is, you know, it can be quite comical uh, because the wife say, No, can't forgive. I forgive, huh? it's just uh, letting him get away scot-free, you know. Oh. So the wife wants to exact the same pain that she had felt oh. on the husband. And definitely that is not helping. Mm.
1: <laughs> you know, it just it's,
2: caused the marriage to just spiral. Yeah,
1: it's not gonna help with the rebuilding. Yeah. yeah.
2: So like what some men say, you know, forgiveness is not a feeling, it's just actually a choice to choose to forget. And forgiveness is this forgiveness is self-giving it's choosing to give up your rights to punish the offender when you choose to give up your rights to punish the offender you are actually releasing it we read from somewhere one of them says when you don't forgive you begin to feel very bitter about it Mm. because the offender got away scot-free you begin to feel so bitter right and bitterness it's a poison that you yourself take and hope the other person will die. That's what no forgiveness mm. will do to you. It, so eats, then,
0: it eats into you more than like the other person, yeah, mm. That's
2: right. And then forgiveness is a choice. It's constantly choosing to let the past go and look forward to the present and look forward to the future. Know that when you forgive, you are not only releasing your spouse, but you are also setting yourself free. Mm. You know, setting yourself free when you are able to forgive. It's not an overnight thing, definitely. Mm. It took me many, many years. <laughs> no, mm. it is a process of choosing again and again to forgive. Only when you forgive and let go of the past, can you move forward.
0: Mm. Else you'll be
2: carrying so much of the past, you can't move.
0: That's mm. true. Yeah, I, I guess that's why uh, both of you mentioned that actually preceding this moving forward phase is actually going through the grieving process, right? Yeah. Otherwise it's right. like you haven't, Concluded. <laughs> right.
2: You're still living in it,
0: actually. Yeah, you're still living
1: in it. Yeah, yeah. Living, uh... yeah, like yeah. to have a closure. Yes, yes, it can... sounds like that.
0: I'm wondering whether today's question, as uh, our listeners might know, uh, if, they, if you've ever tuned in to our podcast, we do address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage in each episode. And I was just wondering today's question actually, you know, deals with this whole area of unforgiveness, maybe. And today's question is this. My husband has been giving me the cold shoulder and I feel his anger. He just can't seem to get over his resentment towards me since he found out that I charged more than $5,000 on my credit cards over the last month. At times, I didn't declare my purchases to him as I was worried that he'd think I was being frivolous. I guess I never saw myself as being dishonest until he saw my bill and got very upset.
2: Unintentional, right? (laughs) (laughs) So actually, we were talking in our first podcast that practicing transparency is so critical to building trust. And especially in the area of managing our finance, it is important. And in our journey with so many couples, right, we realize one thing that the husband carries, and that is the financial burden for the family. I mean, many times in this case, for example, Mm -hmm. the husband is upset. Why? Because The husband has in his mind the plan that he has, the financial security for the family, for the future, the plans that he have in terms of financial management and things like that. The husband carried for the well-being of the family. Mm. And then now here goes the wife doing something that may have disrupted his plan. Mm. And I think, yeah. He's upset. So the okay. husband's anger is understandable. Okay. You know, okay. It is understandable. And it's important for the wife then to reflect on why she has to hide the expenses from her husband. It could be that the husband is very reactive, it could be the husband is not a good listener. Mm. It could be the husband has got no empathy. All these are skills that actually you can learn. You know, when it come for a marriage preparation course, for example, <laughs> we focus on the family That's through a right. connect two program. <laughs> and I'm saying
0: and one of our marriage, uh, trainers too.
2: Yeah. And then to really explore what are her fears of being honest with her husband in finances mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. why. To really understand that, first of all, is herself. Okay. And when the opportunity arises to be able to have a conversation and the transparency with her husband with regards to her fear. Okay. And then... Uh, It's important for her to acknowledge her husband's shock and anger. Oh dear, I can see that you're very angry and you're very Mm. shocked at this expenditure. To acknowledge and then to acknowledge her mistake in withholding information. I'm so sorry that I withhold this information and had not let you know earlier, or to preempt you, to warn you first, Mm. you know, to let you know that I'm going to spend this amount. And then to really apologize for the hurt she caused him. Mm. You know, the items that she buy may be very valid. It's something that the family needs. It may be something that, you know, she may be buying for she and her husband.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a gift for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just spot the surprise.
2: <laughs> it may be for a good intent, right? right? And then share with her husband her fears and concern. To be able to tell, say, when this happened, when I couldn't, you know, share this with you, is because of my fear and because of my hang up on some, mm. you know, to be able to mm. share that. so that, Hopefully, the husband is in a pattern mode and then for them to have adult to adult conversation. You know, to have that conversation that to agree on some ground rules regarding how money should be managed by both in future. Example, no secret for some mm. and myself. We have this agreement, actually since very early on, you know, in our marriage. They say that, hey, you know, if you want to spend any amount that's more than 300, or 500, you yeah, know.
1: Started with 100. Started with 100. 100. <laughs> then, as your god, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Started with 100, yeah, yeah And then
2: 300, <laughs> no, 500. Make it a point to alert the other person. So, okay. if I'm buying something, you know, men are very good in buying gadgets. Before so I expensive buy any big gadgets, gadgets. expensive mm-hmm. gadgets. Uh, bicycle, I don't know, don't know what kind of material lah. <laughs> you know we will buy those between so we consult mm. I'll let my wife know first before we buy mm. and then for something before she spend on for example
1: package for my hair yeah package <laughs> for her hair
2: and then I realized that women very expensive one you know from the tip of the hair to the tip of the toe ah. Every three, four inch uh, you need a product, you need a treatment. I think are even
0: on the gadgets, okay. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have these ground rules to mm. guide us so that we don't catch each other by surprise. Not surprise, shock. <laughs> so that um, we don't shock each other. Mm,
1: yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I think couples, I mean even for us, having all these conversations. It's so difficult, yeah, right? Yeah, I was it's so say difficult. That. Yes, <laughs> but even for for us, you know, I really <laughs> have to pray. Yeah, God make him ready to listen to me. But every time at the end of such difficult conversation, something good comes out of it. I believe in this scenario, if the wife uh, were to do this, I think. What can come out of it is like a deeper understanding of each Mm. other. Mm. And then even setting the new rules, you feel safer, in fact. Mm. And then you know how to act, how to behave in this marriage. You feel more freedom. It is difficult, but even in our own marriage, I find that every time after such conversations, we can really connect better. Yeah, Yeah. so it is worth it. Mm. I think our encouragement to couples is that good and or, or rather, healthy and satisfying marriage don't just happen. It is all of this hard work that you put inside and uh, that is worth it, you know, that, that mm-hmm. will help you rebuild trust mm-hmm. and help you to move forward. So don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't give up on the difficult things.
2: You know, like what uh, Samia was sharing last night, I said, oh, before she talked to me, she needs to pray about it. <laughs> before to me, right? So it took me a long time. It took me, myself, a long time to look back. And our journey, and I realized that one of the things why she finds it difficult is because she fears me. Mm-hmm. She fears my reaction. She fears my anger. Uh-huh. And without me knowing, actually, my anger sometimes can be an emotional abuse, uh, you mm. know? <laughs> okay, we will stop yeah. that. <laughs> You know, some, sometimes. For sure uh, like a
0: stumbling block. Yeah, it's like a stumbling block. And,
2: and it's something that I'm not aware of. And then mm. it is from here that I learned that sometimes in marriage, if I don't deal with my personal problems, my personal issues, okay. addiction, anger management, mm. if I don't deal with that, these become marital issues. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: And when these become marital issues, that's where trust gets broken. That's where mistrust sets in. If she cannot approach me, she's going to hide more Mm. and more Mm. and more and when she fears me she cannot be open with me and therefore she will do things behind my back and what happened mistrust sets in and then these are really things that we need to be watchful of: our own behavior you know Mm. our own hang-ups our own problems if we don't deal with it and face it head on it's going to be a marital problem
1: so know that your (laughs) marriage is worth restoring and I want to add this that imagine the benefits that your children will reap when your marriage is restored yeah Yeah. so it's not just for yourself but also for your children yes so don't give up
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was was thinking about you know how we did say that trust in many ways is like this uh, investment or bank account that we have to keep intentionally depositing Mm. into to build that trust but it also sounds like you know this is a A really good investment account that only reaps benefits. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll never lose money. (laughs) For listeners out there, you know, even as they shared, as was mentioned, some of these conversations are difficult they need courage and it's just really highlighted to me when you were sharing having journeyed with a couple and to sit down with both husband and wife and to just provide that safe yeah, and maybe like a mediator almost yeah. <laughs> <so that> to <laughs> yes. talk about it I do think that maybe some couples might benefit from that Yeah. Yes. so if you're listening today and you do want that kind of external support you can always check up uh, Bridging Hearts and the work that they do uh, and of course uh, here also at Focus on the Family Singapore, we do offer uh, marriage counseling and also marriage coaching. So uh, you can check that up on our website. We have today's couple challenge. We talked a lot about uh, trust and thank you so much Nam Seng for the very rich discussion and the very practical tips that you shared with us. We would like to give the couple challenge to anyone listening today with your spouse. Uh, Take an extra five minutes uh, at the end of this episode to share with each other what is one principle of trust you know, that you can take into your marriage, even as you've heard uh, all that has been shared. So what is this one principle of trust that you can establish in your own marriage? So with that, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I I know I've learned lots of stuff and if you do know of a friend or couple who are newly married or getting married this year, do invite them to check out our Connect to Marriage Preparation Workshop in May. It's always better uh, to have prevention than cure. So visit family.org.sg slash C2MarriagePrep to find out more. If you've not yet followed or subscribed to our Connect 2 podcast, do so and also share it with a friend who can also benefit from it. Once again, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, take care of yourself and of your spouse.